Lead Well. Welcome to the Lead Well podcast, where we're growing the whole leader, sharpening leadership skills while strengthening the heart in leadership. Let's lead well. Hello and welcome to the Lead Well podcast. This is your host, Javon Legans, and thank you for allowing us to be a part of your leadership journey. Like I always say, we're always grateful. Wherever you find yourself on your leadership journey, we're grateful to be a part of it. And with Lead Well, it's our honor and privilege to be able to resource you in some way while you're on that journey in whatever way that we can. And so I'm really excited about this time together. We have a new special guest to the show, Pastor Jay Humphrey. Thanks for being a part of it. What's up, everybody? Glad to be here today. Yeah, we're, we're so grateful to have you. And so Pastor Jay, he actually serves as the adult ministry pastor here at Victory Church at our Norcross campus, and he's just a wonderful gift to our church. He's been here for a little while. Many of you, especially if you attend our Norcross campus, you might have seen him walk in the hallways, or you might have seen him as we have prayer service every week, and he shared on there a few times. But for those who may not have had the opportunity to talk to you face-to-face or talk to you in person or hear your story, I don't want to just give the rundown of who you are. I'd rather you do that. So just tell us a little bit about yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, listen, I am basically born and raised North Alabama. So if you hear a little bit of a draw or a twang in my voice, it's there intentionally. (laughs) I love living in North Alabama. I lived a few years in Houston, Texas as well. So I feel like it just ground in the accent. Um, (laughs) I am uh, been married, just had my 18th wedding anniversary last week. And I'm super excited. That's huge. That's like more than half of my wife's life. Like we we have a story met when she was in high school and there's a whole lot of conversation about that. But (laughs) you know, here we are, two kids. I got an 11 year old and she'll turn, my daughter will turn 15 next week. And so man, just living our best life, loving what we do and super grateful to be here in North Atlanta. Yeah, man. So thanks again. And I said it before, but thank you again for just taking the time to just sit with us on the Lee Wall Podcast. One of the things that, you know, I can say about Pastor Jay that you're going to hear over these next few minutes is very wise and very, very giving with his wisdom. And I, I know some of the things that he has to share that we've been talking about in the lead up to this Lee Will podcast, I know that it's going to be a blessing to us for everyone who's listening to this as you lead and even as you just assess where you are personally as a leader, I know this is going to be very, very helpful. So in this season, much like we've mentioned before, we're focusing in on health because we reproduce from a place of who we are. And, you know, if what we're reproducing isn't healthy, we're missing the point. And so over these next few months, we're really focusing in on how can we be the healthiest that we can be as leaders. And I know that a big part, or we all know that a big part of just being a healthy leader is being able to remove the areas of unhealth within us and just being aware of what those are within ourselves and with even the relationships that we have. And so in the preparation for this, you shared a little bit about this. So I'd love to just hand it over to you just to start that discussion. Like what are the ways that we can be most aware in our leadership and in the relationships that we have? Absolutely. Well, when we approach this topic, it's always interesting how timely it is, right? And so I was sharing with you in the lead up to this recording that, you know, I've walked through a season of life the last seven plus years of being in full-time ministry. And what I learned about a year, a year and a half ago was that most of that time, about six years of that time was so focused on other people that I was negating my own needs. And from unhealth, I was able to give a lot. 
But when I got the proper perspective last year, wow, how much more could I have given to people? How much more useful could I have been to the Lord if I had been healthy in a lot of areas of my life? So as you lean into the next few recordings of this podcast on health, I think it is the central foundation because it underlines and gives strength to the gifts that we have. Right. And when you yourself are healthy and you have the wisdom and the clarity of mind, your gifts become exponentially more impactful. And so I wanted to really kind of talk today about the hard part of that journey, which is how do you find those things that are unhealthy? Yeah. Right. Especially if you've been walking with, you know, the Lord for a long time, some of those things kind of get filtered out either through we wear a really good mask when we're around people and they don't see that side of us, mm. or we've had some growth and some maturity in him. And you get to a point where you realize what is the pain point that I'm struggling with right now that, that, that somebody that the Lord is pushing on saying, I need this area to get better so that I can prepare you for the season I'm, I'm trying to walk you into. And so in that, it becomes important to take time to stop and reflect and say, hey, what's going on inside of me? so that we can then turn around and say, how can I serve those that are around us? And I think in doing that, what I really want to cover today is what is a tool? What one tool can I share with you today? One simple practical takeaway can I share with you today to start figuring out what's going on on the inside and really uncovering that one thing that we're trying to fix that's hindering us from leading people well. And so even before you dive into that tool, I think one of the things that is really important for us to take in as leaders listening to this. And even I'm self-assessing as you're bringing up the subject. So as we're diving into this, I'm assessing within myself in what areas am I ignoring the unhealthy part within me? Like this area of unhealthy that needs to be addressed in what areas are, in what ways am I ignoring that? Because I think oftentimes as leaders, we can be guilty of doing the same exact thing that you mentioned was your experience to where, hey, you know, for the past seven and a half, eight years where I've been leading in full-time ministry, the first big chunk of this, I just gave out of what was there. I gave out of this excess, but I think oftentimes we don't even realize that that has been depleted and that we may begin to start operating out of a deficit. And we may not even realize that until it's too late. And then when we realize it, it's like, all right, I got to get out of this. So I'm excited to hear that. And I've often been taught the analogy of, you know, the servant of God is a vase and you get poured into and then you go and you pour out of. Yeah. And I think I operated with that mentality a long time, realizing, hey, I feel like I'm getting low, so I need to run back to the Lord and get filled up. But I think the better picture that I want to encourage you in is when we do this well, instead of being a vase, when we lead well, we are a, a garden hose and we're connected to him at the source and we're connected to people. And it's just this constant flow. It's this constant give out, constant fill back up. And that's what happens when we find those areas of unhealth in us and we let healing start coming and we get a better foundation. We no longer feel this roller coaster of big push, big depletion, big push, big depletion. It becomes a lot more natural in everyday conversation and everyday relationship. And that's the big key because we've all been put in relationships and we're called to steward these relationships. And what I was doing for so many years was putting more emphasis on the external relationships that God had given me because those people are important. They're my spouse. They're my kids. They're the people I'm leading. They're my coworkers on my job. They're the spheres of influence God put me in. And those are super important because he's called me to represent him in those relationships. But the challenge is there's a relationship I'm called to steward, which is the relationship with myself. 
That's yeah. the one I was depleting. That's good. It's the one I was saying, I'll sacrifice my health. I'll sacrifice the things that fill my tank because that hour that I'm spending self-care, that hour I'm spending doing that, I could be giving that hour to somebody else. Yeah. And so that's where I focused a lot of time on. And if we're in relationships with ourselves, but more externally, if we're in relationships with people, people are messy, yeah. right? People come with baggage, they come with problems. And I've often told people, you know, ministry would be easy if it wasn't for the people. <laughs> right. If it was just, hey, put a plan together, go make the plan happen, that's easy. Leading is not bad. But when right. you lead people at all different stages and walks of health and maturity and all these other kind of things, things that are going on in their life, this that we're going to talk about today really gives you an opportunity to slow down and say what's really going on in this situation. No, I love that. And, and even just to, to, to reiterate that, because I think it's just the Something we have to to remember and keep top of mind is that it is all messy, right? Like there's there's not as many clean edges, especially when it comes to leadership and even just the concept of community. Like when mm-hmm. you get together with other people, there's going to be be mess that God intends to to make beautiful. But in order to to do that, you have to do the hard work. So yeah, I, I love I love I love that. So how how can we do that? Yeah, so when you're going through your life, I think sometimes we feel something. We feel something's not right. We feel something is quote-unquote off, right? So we're going through a conversation. We're going through a meeting at work, whatever the case may be, and we just get that nudge. Hey, something is going on bigger than what I'm encountering right now. Yeah, You're having a conversation with a coworker, and there's an unsolicited or an over-exaggerated response, right? I said this, but they really responded in a significant way that didn't wasn't warranted by what I communicated. Mm. That's an instant indicator of, wait, something bigger is going on. Now, as you dig into it, you may find out when you use this tool, you may find out that maybe their mom passed away yesterday, right? Now they're just at their job doing their job, but there's some signal that goes off as we go through our life and we go through our relationship that something's causing friction, frustration, anger, disconnection with the other person. And the hardest thing we have to figure out is why, what is that thing? What's really going on beneath the surface? And so it's important for, to find that because then we start asking the right questions. Yeah. Instead of saying, well, that person's just a jerk. They shouldn't have treated me that way. <laughs> right. How about we be the compassionate ambassadors of Christ that we're called to say, how can I serve that person with whatever they're going through so that we can be a unified front accomplishing what we're trying to accomplish versus a me versus them mentality. And so the tool I want to talk about today is a super simple tool. Thought about making a joke about you're going to want to take lots of notes. You're really not. It's one simple (laughs) tool. You're going to want to write it down. It's one note. It's one note. This is (laughs) one simple tool that I can explain in just a couple of sentences. It was a, it's a corporate tool. It was originally invented by the gentleman who launched the Toyota company, Mm. you know, manufacturing company. You've got assembly lines. You've got all these moving pieces and parts in the system that if something fails, can impact the entire ability of the company to produce and sales revenues and income and profit are all impacted. And so he invented this system, which sounds a lot more sophisticated than it really is, to say, let me get to the real problem of what's happening. It's still used today. It became very popular in America in the 70s, and a lot of companies have bought into it. It's a tool for figuring out what the business world would call root cause analysis. Right. Okay, there might be seven levels of problems, but we want to fix the one at the lowest level so that it impacts all of those others because otherwise you're spending energy and efforts fixing the wrong thing and not gaining as much traction as you want. And so the simple tool I want to talk to you about today is called the five whys. The five 
Y's, W-H-Y apostrophe S. And if you use the five Y's, you will become wise. You see, I'm a pastor. We got to fix those. We got to fit those kind of puns you, all in there. You could not do it. I could like, not do you it. Had to do you it. tee me up with a softball. I'm going to take it all the way to the fence. I love it. This tool is, is really designed to help you self-assess what's happening by asking the question why five times. Okay, so you see a problem going on. I'm going to say, why is the problem happening? Whatever answer you get, you're going to ask the question why again. And whatever answer you get, you ask the question why again. Let me give you an example of what this looks like. Say you work for a company. You're working on a project that your company printed out some pamphlets to give to people. And the pamphlets couldn't get printed on time, so the, the customer's refusing to pay for those goods. Hey, you didn't mean, meet my quota, didn't meet my deadline, I'm not paying you. So you get together in a room, and you say, what's the problem? The problem is our client is refusing to pay. Okay, mm. why are they refusing to pay? Well, the delivery was late, so the pamphlets couldn't be used as they were intended. Okay, why was the delivery late? Well, the job took longer than we expected. Why did the job take longer than we expected? Well, we ran out of printer ink. Okay, great. That's three whys. Let me do another fourth why. Why did we run out of printer ink? Well, the ink had been used on a large last-minute order that we accepted the other day. So why did, if we had all the ink, why did we not have extra ink supplies in the back? Now we're down to the fifth level. Well, we didn't have enough ink in stock, and we couldn't order new supplies and have it delivered on time. So the action, the takeaway is, okay, the problem seems to be we need to find an ink supplier who can turn around large quantity orders in a reasonable amount of time. And maybe we've been using one supplier for a long time, and maybe we need to have an option of four suppliers, depending right. on what's happening, so that when that moment hits, we can make an adjustment and all of these extraneous connected tissues go away and we don't find ourselves in the same problem. Now, that's the business world, right? But let's, let's talk about looking at what happens in us. My wife and I got in a yelling match last night. Mm. Now, this is fictitious. We just celebrated 18 years of marriage, so I hope I have a few more weeks before I do something stupid enough that she's mad at me. We're in a good place right now. So we had a yelling match last night. This is the scenario. Why did we have a yelling match? Now, if you're taking her perspective, well, she's mad because I didn't clean up the house before her mom came into town. Well, why is she mad about that? Well, she loves to have the house clean when her mom gets here. Okay, well, why is that important to her? Well, she always grew up in a dirty house, and she vowed never to be like her mom. Yeah. So now we're getting a level deeper. Why did she vow to never be like her mom? Well, she feels ashamed about the way she grew up. Yeah. Okay, what's going on inside of her heart, inside of her spirit, that makes her feel ashamed? Well, when she was small, she got teased at school and bullied at school for always having dirty clothes. Yeah. So we've dug to a level deeper to where now it's not just me and her yelling at each other. It's me understanding this stems from somewhere really deep. And because of that, that's a very important situation for you. And I need to be more empathetic and compassionate instead of being frustrated with you. Yeah, bingo. And honestly, that's as you were saying that example, I was like, man, this leads to empathy. Yep. Right? Because if both sides of a relationship do this, you may end up in two different root causes that are below the surface cause there at the very top. But both parties can look at the other with a little bit more empathy, a little bit more understanding. And I think even, and and this is honestly where you're going because it's where we started. Like, how can we do this for ourselves? I think there's even a level of empathy for us. Like if I, if I look at, okay, well, Javon, why did I respond in this way to a situation? And we go through this particular method of getting to the root cause. 
Well, now I have a little bit more empathy for myself even. Absolutely. And if you, you apply that same situation, but you look at it from your perspective, like me as the man, we're in this yelling and argument match. Why is it happening? Well, because I didn't help clean up the house. I yeah. didn't take action. Well, why didn't I take action? Well, I had a long day, had a lot of things going on. I was tired when I got home. Well, that can go a couple of different ways, right? It can bring empathy and compassion from her to, hey, I need you to understand how terrible of a day I had. Yeah. Or it could go the other way, which, let's face it, is often the case because we are selfish, prideful people, right? Yeah. The way it typically goes is, well, why did you not feel like cleaning up after a long day of work? Well, because I knew she was going to get it done anyway. She wasn't going to let it go undone because it's important to her. So whether I helped, whether I didn't help, it was going to get done. Yeah. Beyond that, why did you let her carry the weight of it? Well, because mom wasn't coming in town. There's no way she wouldn't get it done. So what you're basically saying is I valued my rest and more and relaxation more than I valued her efforts, her needs, and her expectations, right? Right. Now you're getting to That's the point where you're saying, okay, I see now why it's important to her, but I also see my piece of it. My right. piece of it as a man, I should have stepped up and done something, but also needed that empathy and compassion to understand my failure and flaws and be better, but also to understand with empathy and compassion what she's going through. So as a spouse, as a significant other, I can support her. Yeah, you can take ownership of the piece of it that you need to take ownership of. That's it. Which is, I mean, that's the part that we can control, which is fantastic. Like, that's awesome. So let me ask you this question. This is the last question I really have for you, but I know this would be helpful in understanding even next steps with this. What prompts you in your experience to know when you need to employ this tool? So like what triggers do you look for even within yourself? If this is a, if this is a process you need to take yourself through, what prompts you to it? Like how do you know when to employ this? I'll say for me as, a, as my assessment of the situation, it's almost any time there's frustration present. Yeah. Right? So frustration is the gap between expectation and reality. Yeah. I thought it was going to go one way. And it went a different way. So that immediately prompts a flag for me to say, okay, what's really going on? Why did, did I not see it the right way or did something fall apart? Yeah. And if I, it never match, matches the expectation, if there's frustration, if there's friction, then it's time to start asking why. That's good. Were my expectations too high? Did I fail in some part of it? Was the other person unreasonable and overdramatic in their response? And even if that's the case, I think sometimes it's so easy for us to stop right there and say, you know what? They were just being dramatic. Right. But leading well, seeing them through the perspective of a brother and a sister, the family connotation in that is like, we've got to go the extra step to say, well, why were they acting like that? Is there something going on? Is there something I could have done different so that there's not friction between us? Certainly. You know, the heart of God is to find and fight towards unity. And yeah. to be unified. Now, we can disagree all day long, but if we are a common people on a common purpose, whether it's in our job, accomplishing a project, meeting a deadline, whatever the case may be, it does us no good. We won't be successful if we're constantly expending energy to fight each other versus linking together, finding empathy, finding compassion, understanding what's really going on under the surface, and then just moving forward. Yeah. I see it play out a lot in just having difficult conversations, right? Yeah. We're making up scenarios in our head of how the conversation is going to go without even just offering the invitation to say, hey, I feel like you might be frustrated based on the conversation we had yesterday. My heart isn't that you, I do anything to frustrate you. So let's talk about why. 
That's really good. Why did you get frustrated? Was it something I said? No. Okay, great. It was something I said. Great. Well, let's, why was what I said offensive to you or frustrating to you? And you just keep digging down through those layers. No, I I love that. And so I, I think this is something that if you're listening to this, you can apply this consistently with yourself and with the relationships that you have. Like even as he, even as, as Jay, as you were saying, like, Hey, anytime I feel frustration, anytime I feel that there is a difference between what I expect and reality, I should dive in or I can dive in to this process. I mean, sometimes that, that can be all the time, <laughs> but if, if you do it, I imagine a result of it is it becomes this self-awareness. It becomes this, okay, I know how I'm triggered as it were, or even within a relationship, whether it be a co-working relationship, a marital relationship, whatever, a volunteer oversight relationship, whatever that may look like, there becomes a greater understanding of the situation and the scenario that you're in, which is, I think, really cool. So I'll say, because that's such a great tool over these last 20 minutes or so, you've dived into a lot of things for us to consider. So I'll challenge you to this. For the person who's listening to this podcast and they're like, oh man, that was all really good. I know you said there was only one note that I had to take, but I took a whole page, whatever that may look like. If you had to boil it down to just one big takeaway that we need to take as we prepare to lead and lead well, what is that one takeaway? I would say that one takeaway is regardless of what the tool, technique, topic, trick, whatever you want to call, whatever you're exposed to at any given point in time as you grow as a leader and you get challenged as a leader, it always starts with applying it to yourself. Yeah. It always starts with looking internal before pushing out to the external. And, you know, as a faith-based leader, as a pastor, I give the challenge that it's, it's the precedent we see in God's word. Yeah. Anytime God moves, he always moves through somebody. He's looking for a willing partner to move and move on the earth and to reach people and to touch people and to serve people. So as you hear tools like this, it's so important for us to slow down because our instant reflex is to fix other people. Yeah. And the challenge is we probably have some things going on in our own internal dynamic that is, is causing a lot of those external frustrations. Right. Yeah. And so even as you were recapping and talking about the need to really look at what's happening in those relationships, you can apply this five Y to yourself, right? Maybe it's a, a bad response you seem to have all the time that you don't understand. Like every time this thing happens, I always blow my lid and get super hot and frustrated. Yeah. Why do I yell at my kids the way I do? Slow down, apply that to yourself because as you're building the foundation in yourself to be stronger, to be more resilient in what the leadership opportunities you're given, the situations God has put you in, then it's going to impact your ability to reach people externally. God's not going to move you to a new sphere of influence and give you a higher level of accountability in stewarding something until he knows you can bear that weight. And bearing that weight well is building a strong foundation within yourself first. No, that's so good. Thank you so much, Pastor Jay, for sharing that with us and then just being on this podcast. Hopefully we can do it again. Absolutely. Pretty soon. And what Pastor Jay gave us, even as he was sharing, specifically with that takeaway, it's just an invitation. It's an invitation to do the hard work, which is what we're called to. If we're going to lead well, we have to accept the invitation to do the hard work within ourselves, just so when we impact and influence others, we're impacting and influencing from a place of health. And that's what we're really all about. Here at Lead Well, it's about 
how can we, and you hear this tagline a lot, how can we sharpen our skills as we strengthen our hearts? And that's what we're all invited into. So again, thank you for that. And what we want to do is invite you as a listener to connect with us at Lead Well in a few different ways. You can do that by listening to this podcast and other podcasts that we have. You can go to our website at leadwellpeople.com and you can hear all of the resources that we have available for you via the podcast. Go to that website. They're all listed there as well as whatever listening platform that you currently listen to. Also, you'll find on that website different articles and resources that we'd love to put in your hands. You can also connect with us online or on social media on Instagram at leadwellpeople. That is at leadwellpeople on Instagram. Thank you so much for, again, inviting us into your leadership journey. Take care and have a great day.